This episode of a Top 3 Podcast is brought to you by the wonderful people who've gone to patreon.com slash Jackson to support the show. These personal heroes of mine are Chris Nelson, Zolgeek, Eric Guess, Rick Firestone, Nick Ficori, Jill, Soccer, ZNA, Cupcake, Kyle, Christian S., Matt, aka Stormageddon, JD, Doug Leaf, Jason Emery, Rob Shack, and many more. Once again, these fine folks have gone to patreon.com slash Jackson to kick me a few bucks a month and help support the shows that we're making here. All of that support is very appreciated from the bottom of my heart. And if you're listening to this and you would like to kick your favorite podcaster named Dave a few bucks to help support the show, once again, that's patreon.com slash Jackson. You'll also get the ability to vote on polls, for topics to come up on this show. And also you'll hear the before and after content that we usually cut out. So yeah, any and all support is always appreciated. And with that being said, let's get on to the show. And uh, this, uh, this is a top three podcast. Three, What's up, everybody? Welcome to a Top 3 Podcast, where we honor the time-old tradition of listing our favorite things and arguing about it. My name is Dave Jackson, joined today by the regular Top 3 crew, starting with Aaron Angle. What's up? Alan Nichols. Hey, everybody. And fan favorite, Bloodbath McGrath. Hey. I got nothing special this week. Good man. Today... We're doing our top three events to travel back in time to witness. This topic was submitted by a patron of the show named Randall. So thank you, Randall, for the topic submission. Uh, This one was good. So uh, if this is your first time listening to the show, the way it works is we've all picked our top three events to travel back in time to witness. We're going to take turns going around. Everyone does their number threes, number twos, number one. See, we take turns on the show. We don't all just throw out our fucking list all at the same time like a bunch of savages. And then we do honorable mentions, lightning round style at the end, and then community top threes like a bunch of fucking savages. So. All right, Dave, I just want to say something real quick, though. Like you just made that comment about us being a bunch of savages and not talking all at once. However, I feel like time is not really a linear thing. It's actually more of a circle. Uh, I feel like everything actually is kind of happening at once. So it would be more appropriate you just experience time as linear, so I feel like it would be more appropriate if we all did just say our top threes all at once on top of each other as just a big, noisy ball of confusion. I think that'd be more appropriate, but... Aaron, you know. motion to uh, to do all of our top threes all at the same time? Seconded. <laughs> and children, this brings me to my next topic. Don't smoke crack. <laughs> uh, the motion has been denied, Bloodbath. Moving on. Um, so we should probably clear the air about this topic because I know Alan's got some bullshit he wants to talk about. This topic is top three events that you're going to travel back in time to witness. And there are some stipulations here. The number one thing is you cannot interact with anything in any way. Uh, no matter how much you try, if you talk, no one can hear you. You can't touch anything like it's like arrested development rules. No touching. That's a that's a bad rule. No one can hear Aaron when he talks anyway. So it's yeah, it, it's the rule. No, no interactions whatsoever. You're going back to see with your eyes, 
maybe smell with your nose. Maybe, uh, yeah, that's it. You can't touch anything. You can't talk to anybody. You can't influence past events. You can't bring anything back with you. You cannot interact. You're just watching. So, uh, Alan, what's, uh, what's grinding your gears this week? I'm wondering how you can smell. Do you want to not smell? Do you want me to take smells off the table? No, I, I mean, I feel like it opens up entire new worlds to choose from is what right, I'm saying. You can't smell that. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> no, uh, but mine are going to smell so you, good. Uh, yeah, no, I'm actually. I'm I actually wanted to go back to the opening of the very first rose flower. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I felt man like invented it was a little cinnamon rolls. Oh, no. <laughs> Who did invent the cinnamon roll, though? Uh, um, that was that? Uh, that was Dusty Baker. Dusty Baker, ah, the baseball right. manager, invented. We owe him uh, a lot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. God bless America. Um, anyway, I, I have no complaints. Uh, this was an excellent topic in retrospect. After I got to make my objection to all the rules. Okay. You all right? Excellent. Yeah. Bitch. Any uh, <laughs> any other objections here? I feel like this one's pretty straightforward. I object pretty strenuously to Aaron. Um, well, I, I agree. I'm going to be smelling. I don't care what that. I'm <laughs> smelling everything. Uh, this is, um, let's see. So this, this would be what? Episode 74, I think. 73? <sighs> episode 73, I think. Uh, so, Alan, you're on a 73 episode streak of objecting to Aaron. So that's nothing new. I don't think. Okay. So, Did we um, say bye? Yeah, I think so. Is it Bye. is it finally time? Did he actually leave? Did it happen? Holy shit. No, I'm just okay. kidding. Guys. Well, let's go check on him. All right. So I'll go ahead and get us started with my number three event that I would go back in time to witness. And uh, my number three is something that all four of us have intimate experience with. And it is uh, in our senior year of high school. We, we were in a band together called Synaptaph which is fat penis spelled backwards for those playing along at home. And Synaptaph played at our high school talent show. And we practiced, I want to like in my head, we practiced our ass off. But what really happened is we practiced four times over the course of eight months or something like that. Um, and we played at the talent show. We played, I believe in a thing called love by the darkness. And in my memory, that was like, we just fucking nailed it. It was great. And I, it. I want to go back and watch it because there are no, there's no video of this. I don't think this was in 2006. So someone could have taken a video. I heard there was video somewhere, but I've never been able to find it. So I'd like to go back and see it because it would either be hilarious if it was like, oh my God, they sucked. We sucked so bad. That would be really funny. Or if it was actually as awesome as I thought it was. That would be cool to see Aaron hitting the fucking falsettos, Alan and bloodbath doing guitar solos, me playing the bass, you know, and, uh, and Kevin Danielson on the drums, shout out to Kevin. So that would have been awesome. So I, that would be my number three to go back and watch. I believe in a thing called love. Synaptaph 2006. Damn. Yeah. I'm, Damn. I'm, with I'm with you. Right. I always have one. Now I'm on, I'm in, I'm on the team. We did a really good job, right? I think so. I, I am very much on team. We did a fucking good job like that. Dave, Dave is legit selling it short 
We practiced a lot. Like we really gave it a hundred and ten percent. Did we, we did. practice a lot? We did. We practiced. Did we just eat pizza in Scott and yeah, Kevin's I didn't basement. do shit. I, yeah, I, I don't think I ever ate pizza I, in there. Like no, we, Alan, come on, <laughs> we we practiced a lot. Most of the practice that I did was at home for that because whenever we all got together, all we did was sit around and play Zelda and eat pizza. That's what we did. Oh my god! No, <laughs> no. <laughs> We did play a lot of video games. We did. Fine. We played a lot Fine. of video games. I think it still worked. I think we <laughs> fucking crushed it. I can remember. I could hear us playing. We sounded good. Oh, we sounded. I think we sounded awesome. I agree. I'd love to go back and watch that. It was so. I show people that picture all the time. The oh, yeah. picture of There's me and There's one picture Dave. surviving. Oh, yeah. It's great. I've got the purple suit on. Dave is dressed like Jesus. I mean, yeah. it's. That's one of them. It's not. It's not any purple At suit. Alan's wearing a I prince costume. Yeah, he dressed yeah. up as prince. Dave dressed up as Jesus. I wore a Hamburglar shirt and a headband. And Bloodbath just went. Just came as he did to school every day in jeans because he was way too cool for a costume. If anything, <laughs> if we see this video, all we're gonna do is shit on Bloodbath for not jumping in on the good time of costume doing. That's true. The, bu- the button down shirts buttoned only up past his navel. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm mm-hmm. with you, Dave. I, I, I'm like Blood, Bloodbath. Bloodbath is right. I could hear it too. You know, Bloodbath had one solo. Alan had one solo. Like, it, it, all, it, sa- it sounded good. I was the one singing. I'm taking cues from you guys the whole, like, basically the entire song. And I don't remember at any point there being a part where I was like, oh, something fucked up. I got to adjust or whatever. We played that song exactly like it was meant to be played. I thought it was awesome. I'd love to see the video. Top three uh, universe, tube universe. Get on that shit. I will buy you a gift card if you find it. <laughs> Where's the gift card to? That's a great question, Dave. I'm going to go ahead and say <laughs> Forever, Tim Horton. 20, Forever Apple 20. Tim Horton. <laughs> no, you get a Forever 21 gift card. You can buy all the fake earrings you want. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a deal. Hell yeah. So, Yeah. Like I said, I think we did a good job, but it would also be equally as hilarious to watch it and be like, holy shit, what was that? Yeah, I mean, that would be that would be a fear, I guess. But I like, I don't know, man, like I can over exaggerate a lot of things in my life. I don't feel like I'm over exaggerating that. I can remember playing. I remember sounding good. I remember hearing so many girls screaming while we did that. Like, ah, dude, I... Uh, I, I can't I can't imagine it was bad. I almost I can't imagine it would be bad. I would definitely go back and watch that. I, I do want to say back row. I do want to say one quick thing. There was a point where we had like a like a drum breakdown as I introduced everybody in the band. And yeah. so everybody stopped playing except for Kevin on the drums and I was introducing everybody. And while I was doing that, everybody took out a piece of food out of their costume and started eating it. I think Dave had like a candy <laughs> bar and like Alan had an apple or something like that. But yeah, we came to the musical breakdown. We introduced people. Dave's just crushed a candy bar. Alan's eating an apple. And then right when we get back into the guitar part, drop all the food slam back at it that was hilarious aaron's not making that up we did pull out food we pre-planned to pull out food during that like that breakdown part yeah hilarious we are all very funny (laughs) uh yeah we we were so cool (laughs) oh we were so cool so anyway that is my number three the uh the talent show in 2006 watching us perform i believe in a thing called love by the darkness the greatest song of all time aaron what's your number three i'm gonna take you back to biblical times 
1986, uh, July 12th. Uh, I'm going with Queen's uh, performance at Wembley Stadium in 1986. Uh, very recently, uh, Dave Bloodbath and I all went and saw a fake Queen concert, right? So, you know, it was fine. Killer Queen! We went and saw Killer Queen. It was fine. It was okay. Like, right? But I, it, it got me in sort of a Queen move. So I started going back and watching some of these live performances and stuff. And the Wembley 86 uh, concert that they did, aside from maybe their, you know, portion in Live Aid in 85, is like widely regarded as Queen's greatest live performance. I, I had it on DVD when I was younger. It's a two and a half hours long. They go through all the hits. It's fucking spectacular. The one thing about Killer Queen that sucked is that the guy looked like Freddie Mercury. I'll give him that. Yeah. He, he, looked, he committed. Exactly, all right. Exactly. Pa- pause real quick, though. Like, Dave, Aaron. All right. We all went and saw the show. Great show. Killer Queen. Really good job. The guy pretending to be Ryan May. Phenomenal. All right. The dude pretending to be Freddie Mercury. Like, opinions. Like, he's wearing fake teeth, right? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. It said in the pamphlet they were British or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, I he's like he his costume is like aping the fact that like Freddie Mercury had a huge overbite. Like, it, I mean, you, you could see it from our seats. First, I here's the thing. I, the, I, I'm not trying to talk about that concert, right? It was it was very fine. I think that Queen maybe puts on the greatest live show of any rock band that at least I've ever seen. Uh, and as big of a Queen fan as I am, as huge of a Freddie Mercury fan as I am, I've seen that show, and I wasn't there for it, and I just, like, being able to take down an entire stadium of people just by yourself doing the stupid little shit that Freddie Mercury did, dancing around and making people sing, like, echo the weird noises he's making, like, it sounds really weird, but uh, to me, that is probably the greatest concert of all time that I wish I could have been there for, so... It, it had to make my list. I would have loved to see Queen when Freddie Mercury was alive. This is their best concert, so that, that's why I had to put it on my list. I bet that would have been uh, like like I bet people who went to that show and are still alive still talk about that shit to this day. So I, I think it would be a really cool thing to go back and witness. Yeah, I had some concerts on like my on like my brainstorming list for this episode. There, were, this would definitely be an awesome one. Um, I, I agree with you. I think like, uh, obviously I didn't see queen live, but I have seen a lot of concerts and I've watched a lot of other concerts on DVD and YouTube and shit. And I would agree that queen puts on one of the best shows. So to see them kind of do their most famous show, that would be awesome. Uh, this was, would be on like the list. I didn't put a concert on my list, but this would be a contender for sure. I thought about putting a concert on my list too. I decided no, because I think that a lot of the fun of a concert is being able to interact with the folks around you. And I feel like being in uh, like a weird ghost person would hinder my ability to enjoy a concert the way that I should. That and doesn't make any sense to, to me at all. No, I'd, I'd be fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm not trying to talk to anybody. What, how much like how much interacting are you doing at a concert anyway? You're not touching the people next to you. You're not Dave. Alan is. You're, yeah, <laughs> that's dude, true. Yeah, that'll, I guess I stand I go to corrected. With blood yeah, Dave, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's going to be a surprise. Most of mine are actually concert, so I disagree with Alan very much. That's not a surprise at all. So, there is nothing fair. surprising about that to me, Bloodbath. <laughs>
Uh, yeah, that, that would be great. What, uh, what was on the set list for that show? Dude, I'm telling you, it was the exact set list that we saw when we went to, we went and saw killer queen. That's oh, why really? I, I predicted that they were good. I was like, man, if they opened with one vision, that would be fucking dope because that concert specifically opened with one vision. So I'm not, it couldn't have been the whole set list. Cause the, the one at Wembley stadium is, you know, three and a half, four hours long, but it was, it, it was pretty close, man. Nice. Nice. All right. So that was Aaron's number three, going to see queen at Wembley stadium. Alan, what's your number three? Uh, my, uh, my number three is uh, I'd like to be at the Roanoke colony that disappeared. Oh, yeah. I'd, see what happened? I'd oh, like, yeah. I'd like to see what happened with that. Um, so I don't know if you guys, we learned about it in school. I don't, it, but I went to elementary school in Mississippi. And so like you learn stuff down there and it's just like, well, maybe I should read that, read up on that. Um, <laughs> maybe i should so I didn't check. Know. i'm in fourth yeah. grade i should go fact check after school mrs newton yeah, yeah. <laughs> i feel like internet probably did help a lot of people down there but um so I, did you guys learn about it in school just so i like, yes. know if i have to okay you did okay it yes. was like an elementary school sort of thing that you guys read about in social studies or something like that some shit Right. Mr. Evil Sizer um, specifically taught it to us. So you take that for wow, what you want. Okay. Wow. Okay. So that's later than I thought because we learned about it in elementary school. And it was just like I guess you're better than I us. don't know. I, I mean, it was a it was a private school in Mississippi. It was made shortly after the passage of the Civil Rights Act, like for for no particular reason at all in southern Mississippi. For like no reason whatsoever. Uh and uh yeah so yeah we we were better than you but anyway <laughs> so roanoke roanoke colony just we were taught that it just kind of disappeared and that no one ever figured out what happened to it and it's this big mystery and so i put it on my list and then i was doing some research because this this show got pushed off several days uh and so when i went and i looked at it Apparently, they're like pretty sure they know what happened to all of the folks. Like, they're pretty sure they just like went up to this other colony because the Roanoke colony was a piece of shit, right? I mean, they just they couldn't get it to work. They tried several times. They couldn't get it to work because it was out in like a swamp or something. I I don't know, but I still put it on there because I'd like to you know put the question to rest. I want to know what happened to Roanoke, so I want to be there the day that it left. Uh, it would be interesting because the theories range from like aliens to um, massacre to disease uh, to, you know, they just moved to a different town like 15 miles away, which was a, a big deal in the 50s. <laughs> yeah, that so, took three years back then. That's, yeah, yeah, that's about as good as disappearing into thin air. Yeah, it, I, I, it is. I, I like I like that you brought something like this up, though. This is one of the things I, I didn't really do anything like this on my list. But one of the cool ways we could have played it is how many what actually happened stories are there throughout history that people still can't explain being able to go back and witness it firsthand to know for sure. You know, I, I, I like this kind of answer right here. The Roanoke colony wouldn't have been like the first one I picked and I didn't learn it in elementary school. I learned it off an episode of, uh, Oh God, uh, supernatural. Cause I'm very cool. And I watch, <laughs> and I watch good TV shows. Uh, but I, I do think it's an interesting mystery. I think you're right. I think I read something too, where they were like, Oh no, they just literally moved like, a county over <laughs> into the <laughs> anybody. 
Uh, but I but I do like this train of thought in 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 picking an answer where it's like, here's a mystery that people have been talking about forever. What happened? I want to find out. I like the answer. Yeah, there were um there were a couple of these that I was thinking about doing as well, but I didn't because I don't want to see something like terrifying with my with my own eyes, you know? So like there's there's this famous one, I think it's in Russia where these hikers just like there was this weird fucking incident and a bunch of hikers died overnight. I I want to know what happened, but I also don't want to watch it, you know? So like if there was a massacre by natives or something like that, I don't I'm not sure that I want to watch that. So this like in this uh Roanoke colony specifically. Um or if if it turns out that they just packed up and moved <laughs> up the road, I'm not sure I want to watch that either. That sounds kind of boring. But the knowledge would be cool. Then you could come back and you could tell everybody. So like we didn't say that you can't come back to the present time and tell people about what you saw. So you're going to come back to the present time and be like, holy shit, I know what happened. Guys, slow down. I know what happened to the Roanoke colony. And then they're like, well, what happened? And they're like, they, they moved. They moved 15 miles up the road. <laughs> they just walked away. Oh, I'm going to throw yeah. up. They just walked away. Time traveling is very exhausting. I'm going to throw yeah. up. They, they just kept walking. And then they stopped I walking. Am, and that's why I am out of shape for time travel. <laughs> yeah, I have to agree with Dave on this one. That's actually very much the reasoning I crafted my list the way I did because I don't know that I want to go back and watch. Like I kept thinking of like what kind of things in history I'd like want to see or like witness, and like everything kind of feels like it's some sort of an act of violence. violence just, yeah. yeah, you wanna you wanna like find out who Jack the Ripper is? You know, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah, I don't really want to watch that either. So like that's my that very much informed how I picked mine too. No, that's cool. I mean, like a a, a cross state move in the late 1500s or whenever the fuck this happened. Uh, that that's a that's that's an ordeal. A lot of ox carts. Alan's a nerd. He wants to see the the logistics of a move like that. Well, you know, you you get taught a mystery when you're in, you know, like second grade or third grade or something, and yeah. then you just you you want to know how it ends, even if you like kind of already know how it ends. Yeah. And really, every every moment of history you think involves violence. Well, no, but a lot of these significant ones. Yeah, the sweet history, ones. Dude. History, I would, I actually, interesting question and a little philosophical, but I would kind of argue that history is violence. Like, that's like everything is sort of a, on some level, maybe not brutal violence, but on some level, like history has changed and change is like opposite forces reacting to each other. Um, are you talking so about like violence against nature or uh, violence against somebody or something? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like some, like, is, tra- is- some, some transfer of power, like more often than not, it's not necessarily peaceful. I mean, what about maybe the not, baking like, of the first bloody, like, Well, that one's probably not too big a deal. I mean, I'm just saying like, not like 90, 90% of the historic, events i'd be like oh that might be interesting to see i'd say have to involve some level of um violence or just struggle on some like level that i don't know that i want to sit and watch yeah 
I guess you could say would, like the signing of the Declaration of Independence, but it's like you know, most of it, like, you know, do you want to go see Gettysburg? Well, that's a bloody bat- battle. Do you want to see like something related to like Hitler or World War II? Like that's also mirrored in a lot of violence. I mean, those are just a couple that are popping in my head at the moment, but I mean, like, do you want to know who really killed Jimmy Hoffa? Again, like that's uh, a murder, like an act of violence. Like and, I just, and I'll agree with you, but I think that rather than, rather than viewing it as history has nothing to offer, but, incidents associated with violence that that's an issue with our culture that those are the only incidents from history that you are able to throw out that they put in a book for us to read when we're 13 that's that i think is the bigger issue right so i i don't know um there's a lot of cool stuff in history that is not associated with violence just throwing that out there unfortunately the uh the invention of the cinnamon roll was uh Sandwiched between <laughs> acts of violence, it's yeah. smack dab in the middle of the battle. The yeah, it's like someone crazy killed, the way someone like, Yeah, someone killed their roommate and then invented the cinnamon roll and then like went outside and jumped in front of a tree. Yeah, it's pretty killed brutal. their other roommate. Yeah, <laughs> it was a very very ugly day. Yeah, but that cinnamon roll was delicious. Yeah, it was. It, it, it caught on. Yeah, the police showed up to the apartment. And they were like, "Ooh, what's that smell?" So, uh, Alan's number three, the Roanoke Colony mystery and bloodbath. What's your number three? All right, my number three. It is Bob Dylan going electric at the Newport Jazz Festival. Mm-hmm. That is pretty cool. July 25th, 1965. Basically, before this point in time, like any rock music that was done with electric guitar and bass and instrumentation, uh, I th- I feel was really seen. Um, it was seen as like pop music, and I think a lot of people at that point in time saw it as a little bit of a gimmick. Like folk music was very popular, and I feel like that had such an air of like legitimacy to it and earnestness um, for Bob Dylan to kind of like challenge the establishment at that time uh, and his own critics and his own fans by going electric, I think really changed people's perception of what uh, rock music was, what folk music was, what popular music was and what like kind of gave an artistic value to um, all uh, popular music at that time uh, that was going on. Um, and I just think it'd be super awesome, you know, if you're if I'm not necessarily going to interact with anyone, I would love to s- be there and see firsthand the experience from, uh, you know, a, an attendee at that time. Um, just the vibe of the night, like how that felt like going from one act to another, like seeing like Joan Baez, like play a set and then seeing Bob Dylan come out and with like an, a full band and organist and pianist and just like blowing everybody's like minds like I just that had to really be something. And I feel like even when you watch, uh, you know, archival footage of that concert or similar concerts at the time, like it's uh, draped in such a like myth and lore and uh, romanticism that like, it's kind of hard to really take it um, at face value. And I feel like if you were there in person to see it, uh, it would be the only true way to kind of get like a real grasp of 
everyone's reaction and just like what it was like to see, you know, Bob Dylan at like, you know, the height of his powers. Like I feel, you know, Alan, Alan can agree with me. He saw Bob Dylan, you know, as a senior citizen and uh, it was from what I understand, pretty underwhelming. So uh, if nothing else, just be cool to see somebody uh, at the height of their powers. So I thought about like the Beatles first concert in the U S as a thing to go see. But I remembered all of those videos of like how you can't really hear the band because people are screaming the whole time. Do you think the Bob Dylan going electric would be just people booing mercilessly because people were really fucking mad that he did that? Uh, From what I understand, it was a mixture of both. Like at first, I think at first it was people uh, booing and being like, what the fuck is this? Like to a point, like I think they I if I, I have a book on it, if I remember right, there's like sections where people were talking about how like you almost couldn't even hear him at a certain point because people were yelling so loud. And I think people <laughs> just like stopped and like genuinely like listened for a few minutes. We're like, oh, OK, like still mad, still a lot of uh, upset people because that's not what they came for. But <laughs> I'm still mad. But, you know, this song's pretty good. Well, like how long are you going to like sit there and yet like he played a whole set like. You're going to like just like scream yeah. relentlessly for 45 minutes. Like it's like a little kid. They, just they tired themselves out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There were a bunch of like just folk, folk and jazz music aficionados from like 1965. Like they were all tuckered out, man. Just wearing their button down <laughs> shirts. and <slaps laughs> You do it as long as you mean it. You know, I mean, dude, Dylan Electric would be great. Yeah, I think, I think it'd be super I, again, I also think just you hear stories of like these touchstones and like popular culture throughout history and everyone has like a slightly different interpretation. Everybody has this again, like, you know, they they'll make movies about these things like they get so romanticized and like, you know, for anyone who likes music and goes to concerts and, you know, watches live performances like it's a very different a, a real live performance by a musician comes off very different than anything you'll see in a movie. So like, I think it'd be very nice to see someone more contextualized as like, Oh, like he's actually a human being and like playing a show in 1965 with like equipment that's somewhat subpar. Like, you know, he would have played, you know, he went electric. So he would have played like with like actual, uh, you know, uh, chords running into amps, you know, there's not like, wireless and Bluetooth shit everywhere. Um, and not like a super impressive sound system. Like I just think in general, like getting a real taste of what the reality of the time would have been interesting too. I see. And I agree. I think it would be so cool to go there and be there that day. But I think that part of the fun of something like that would be like the dirt and the grime, like, you know, Yep. I mean, and, and being in this like time bubble, I feel like really would it would take away from something like that. Not entirely, because you're right. It would be so cool if when we saw Bob Dylan, he could stand up and stuff. I mean, it would be <laughs> it would be neat. Um, I don't know. I don't know. That would be that would be fun. Yeah, I, I would like so. to be able to interact, scream and stuff. And have Bob Dylan hear me. I was going to say, you can still scream, but no one can yeah. hear you. <laughs> All right. Like so, space. 
So bloodbaths number three is the concert where Bob Dylan went electric. All right. My number two is the eruption of Mount Vesuvius all those uh, years ago. I didn't look up what year it happened. It was a long time ago, though, if I remember from history class. Uh, this is my exception to... Um, like, I don't want to see terrible things happen. Uh, but here's the thing. I don't want to be like on the streets of Pompeii when it's happening. Happening. I don't want to see that that one guy jacking off that <laughs> you see that picture of. I want to be best. like somewhere else up in the sky <laughs> or something like that. I, I want to see I want to see a big fucking volcano erupt like real close up. That would be awesome. Uh, and since I can't interact, that means I can't be hurt by what's going on either, because whatever's happening can't touch me. I can't touch it. It can't touch me. So I want to see the eruption of uh, Vesuvius. I think that would be really cool to see. I think it would be neat. <laughs> <laughs> neat, okay. So you want to go like drone mode then? Yeah, or like... Wait through put the me lava. in like put me in like the next town like the one that didn't get swallowed up by the volcano mm. i'd be sitting at the top of that volcano dave i would let That's it just shower over my force goes dude i want to see see and this brings up another list of like interesting historical things are like terrible natural disasters right like it, these these things are really interesting and like the only reason that i don't you know the only reason there are lots of them but like you know you think about people who are like tornado chasers or storm watchers and shit like that like they can never experience like something like that fucking close up if they're not like in the situation that we're finding ourselves in with this podcast uh that we're doing right now so if i'm gonna see like maybe the biggest volcanic explosion of all time i'm not up in a balloon I'm not in the next town over. I am literally on the side of that volcano, just cheering like Cartman when he's playing with that little Tonka truck thing. Just like every time it explodes, just like, hooray, yes. I'm walking through the streets of Pompeii, walking through them streets, dude, straight up. Okay, so like if you're in the streets, then maybe you'd be able to see something. But if you're on the side of the volcano, you're not going to be able to see anything. There's too much dust and shit. So, But I, ash, but I can smell it. what it's called. <laughs> That, that's it's true. All about the smell. It's all about the smell. You be front and center. The dust can't hurt your eyes though, because it can't touch you, Dave. It can't touch you, but you can't see because the dust is obscuring the air. Mm -hmm. That's why you want to be in the next town over. You get like that, that like panorama of death and just fiery destruction, basically. I get, but but I feel like Aaron wants to get in there like. Like oh, first person POV style. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, streets of Pompeii. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean like that would be cause, cause you can't, but like, again, that would be cool, but also you're going to see people like melting around you. And I don't really want to see that that close. I'll take pictures and bring them back. <laughs> Attaboy. Hooray. So, yeah. I, this is, this is something I was thinking about. Cause like, there's some things that you can go see that have like a magnificent scale to them, like the Grand Canyon or something like that. But hopefully I will never be that close to an erupting volcano or I'll never see like the biggest tornado that's ever existed or something like that. But like 
in this scenario where you're invincible, you can go see something like that and experience like this just incredibly enormous tornado. That's why those storm chasers keep doing it because like they can't go back to normal life after having experienced like the adrenaline of being up with a tornado, right? What are you going to go work in an office after that? You can't. So yeah, it's like astronauts, man. Like, you know, you go to the moon, then you come back and you're buying like toothpaste or batteries. and You're sitting there in the Walgreens going, Oh yeah, these are like the batteries I used when I was in outer goddamn space. And they're like, okay, all right, grandpa, let's, uh, let's get you to bed. And, are you here with somebody? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, that's my number two. Uh, Vesuvius erupting. That would be cool. Aaron, what's your number two? All right. My number two is going to be the 1893 Chicago World's Fair uh, when Nikola Tesla uh, lit up the World's Fair for the very first time. So this is something I learned about a long time ago, and admittedly, I don't have a very extensive knowledge of, you know, electrical grids and how this shit works. But essentially uh, at the 1893 world's fair, they came to both Thomas Edison's people and uh, Tesla's people. And they were like, we're going to have a bidding war at this time. uh, Tesla was doing, and I don't know what this means, but he was doing like uh, his, his plan for how you can, you know, make electricity widespread and accessible was through AC, right? Don't know what that means. And Thomas Edison, he had a he had a very similar plan, and it was DC. And uh, so the whole basic thing at that time was like, okay, if we're going to make electricity widespread, who has the better plan here? Is it Thomas Edison or is it Tesla? And so there was a bidding war, and Tesla ended up like booking this spot at the 1893 World's Fair, and for the first time ever. Uh, at nighttime, he lit up the entire World's Fair with his plan, and it was the first time that anybody had seen electricity like th- this much light at one time. And I, j- it, it kind of reminds me of like, like in The Wizard of Oz when you see uh, Dorothy step out of the house into color for the first time. Like it, it kind of reminds me of that, where it's like this is the first time people saw like. Like like carnival lights, you know, it's a it's the first time they had seen street lights lit up as bright as this. And it's just one of those like moments in like human history where like you're seeing like a huge technological change, like right in front of you for the very first time. And so I, I just always thought that would be cool. It's something that I've yeah, like I said, I learned about a long time ago. And again, I, I don't know much about it, but just being one of those people at the World's Fair, knowing you're about to get this like extravagant, like like light show basically for the first time. That's so fucking cool to me, dude. So if I could go back and observe, you know, so- something along those lines, it-, it would have to be this. I bet it was awesome. So yeah, that's going to be my number two. You think people just like freak the fuck out? That's probably what happened, right? They did. Yeah, they did. And it's uh, kind of the same thing when people saw like the first moving pictures, like the first movie. It's just a picture of like a train leaving the station, but they were so confused that they thought the train was going to come out of the screen. So everybody in the movie theater like freaked the fuck out when they saw the train moving towards them. Yeah, it's a really I, fucking I, cruel joke for the first moving picture to have yeah, a train yeah. moving towards and, and, the and, camera. And, and, and it's literally the first thing that was ever recorded on film was just this train <laughs> leaving the station. And when people saw it they lost their fucking minds um i think i think people were more aware of this for right to see to see the first ever moving picture i don't know if 
you, you know, we, I don't know what advertising and stuff like that was like, you know, when that first happened, but I bet there wasn't a lot of news. I, I feel like with this thing at the World's Fair, like a lot of people already had, you know, already knew what was about to happen. So I don't think it was like people like freaking out in the sense of like, holy shit, the world is ending type stuff. But like just being like, I, I there, there's really nothing I can compare it to in our generation. Like there, you know, obviously we have the internet and like, you know, the first, you know, being on the ground floor for like, you know, like, like, like that and like computer technology. That's, that's cool. But like knowing you're about to see something that is like the, the, Tesla, when he did this at the World's Fair, like that set the groundwork for basically all power grids around the United States and the world that like we still use today. And this is the first time anybody had ever seen anything like that. You know, you had like, you know, lamps that you still had to light in the streets. You know what I'm saying? And then all of a sudden you can just walk under a lamppost and there's light. I bet it was fucking mind blowing, dude. I, I just always thought that was a really cool story. So it would be cool to go and see people's reaction more oh, so yeah. than seeing lights get lit up. Like yeah, you, straight up, straight yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was super fucking cool. You know, just, just being, and I almost said like the first time you saw like, you know, color in a movie with the, with the wizard of Oz reference. That was one thing I was floating around in my head as well, but you know, it, I, I, I don't know. I just think with the amount of people that were at the World's Fair, I mean, you had people from literally all over the world coming to see this thing. And he just does this really extravagant like light display that nobody had ever seen before. Just seeing how people like react to what, you know, the possibility of a better world is. I, I don't know, dude. I, I just bet it was really cool. Where was the World Fair that year? Chicago. Nice. Is, was that the one with the serial killer? Probably. Nice. World's Fair would be sweet. Fair enough. I agree with Dave to like listen to people's reaction more so than see electricity. Yeah. All right. So uh, that was Aaron's number two, the uh, displaying of electricity at the World's Fair. Alan, what's your number two? My number two is I want to watch the moon spin off the Earth. And I'm going to do this from outer space. Uh, where the moon sits in orbit. I think that would be really cool to watch. I don't really know how it happened. Uh, I vaguely remember that the moon was part of the Earth. And so, yeah, I think that'd be really neat to see, speaking of seeing things on a grand scale. Wait, so you're saying that the moon came from the Earth? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I didn't know if they had like, if that was like a confirmed thing or if they're just like trying to figure out where the fuck it came from. They're like, well, it's close to the earth. It probably came from the earth. I'm not going to lie. I mean, like R&D funding this year has been pretty low, so I didn't really (laughs) get the answer to that one. Yeah. Uh, but (laughs) yeah, I've been, (laughs) I've been embezzling the Patreon money and taking away from the R&D department. (laughs) <laughs> buy that uh, fancy steam deck of yours yeah i gotta pay for I gotta pay for the <laughs> fancy snacks at trader joe's so yeah but like yeah seeing seeing any great you know astrological event uh would be sweet because obviously you know you're invincible why not take it out into outer space and fucking see how it all yeah. happened yeah so even if it, even if the moon didn't come from the earth you'd see where it did come from or if it did you get to see i'm looking on wikipedia and it says that 
The prevailing theory is that there was a an impact of a Mars-sized body with the proto-Earth, which blasted a bunch of shit out into orbit that a- accumulated and formed the moon. So, yeah, seeing, okay, so yeah, seeing it, a, it a fucking... It, it blasted off the Earth. That'd yeah, seeing sweet. a fucking thing the size of Mars crash into the Earth, that would be mm-hmm. cool. Proto not only Earth, that also really cool name <laughs> yeah super i actually i'm glad you said that that's awesome uh and also you're seeing something that nobody has ever seen before which is really cool too that, that nobody ever would have the chance of seeing realistically so that would get you that knowledge would get you instant admission into like uh whatever as, denny's like VIP astronomy section academia yeah oh, yeah that too <laughs> Plus, I think if I recall correctly from the group chat, I was told I could bring snacks and drinks. So, sure. I mean, I can sit there for it could take thousands of years. I don't know, but I could watch the whole thing with snacks and drinks. I had a similar type of thing on my list, but I will save it uh, because I don't know if anyone else is going to say it, but I know it comes up in the listener top threes. So something hitting the earth would be uh, would be cool. Um, Yeah. I I almost put on my list uh, the thing from Armageddon, and then I remembered that that's not real. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's, just, just space. that's just a movie, Dave. <laughs> Blowing up an asteroid. Yeah. Let me play if Dave thought that was a documentary <laughs> for like 20 years. Went, it said it was based on a true story. of Armageddon. <laughs> right. uh, I just want to see, yeah, I just want to see Bruce Willis and what is it, Ben Affleck just hang out on set. That's oh, yeah. one of my three wishes on that. Oh yeah, Steve Buscemi. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm a goody Don. Space <laughs> madness. Uh, okay, all right. Well, Alan's number two: uh, the formation of the moon, probably by something hitting the Earth. Uh, seeing that from outer space, hell yeah! Bloodbath. What's your number two? All right, my number two would be April twenty second, nineteen eighty eight. I would like to go to CBGB's in New York City and watch Daniel Johnson do a surprise show um, before the band Firehose comes out and plays their scheduled show. Uh, so anyone who is unaware, like Daniel Johnson, American singer-songwriter, uh, who suffered uh, from schizophrenia, was hanging out in New York City in the late 80s. Uh, he was like staying at uh, Sonic Youth's apartment and he had an episode and he just disappeared for like two weeks, just wandering around the city, sleeping on the subway. Uh, people, everyone was trying to find him. His parents were looking for him. Uh, he just somehow like talked his way into like CBGBs and got a chance to uh, just sing a couple songs before the band Firehose came out and played. Uh, and from all accounts, uh, it was apparently an amazing performance. Uh, his set list included tears, stupid tears, and don't play cards with Satan. Um, again, this would have been, unfortunately, while he was in the middle of a major uh, schizophrenic episode. Um, so, and most of his music deals with like the devil and uh, witchcraft and um, just, you know, very. Um, you know, a lot of things that are associated with people who are having uh, struggles with mental health. Um, so these performances were very like animated. He was very emotional uh, and apparently like it really fed into the songs and apparently was just an absolute uh, 
amazing set. So I would have liked to see that. It's a little gem of like alternative rock history. Uh, there's no recordings, there's no video, no nothing, um, which sort of is why I pick it because it's one of those things like there is only like word of mouth record of it. So to me, that's like gives it like more cool points. Like I'd love to see something that like, you know, there is no video footage. There is nothing. I can't go to YouTube and look this up and see a bootleg copy of like the set or anything like that. Like I, you literally only have people's memories of it. So like, it'd be cool to go back and actually like see something that like under no other circumstance could I ever see, uh, in my life. YouTube is really awesome. The internet's really cool. I think that, um, one of the things that kind of sucks about it is like, does sort of rob you of that, like imagination of things that might've had like, gosh, what, what, what would it have been like to go back and see this? Like nine out of 10 times at this point, someone on YouTube has footage of it or like something very close to it. So like it kind of like, kills that imagination for you but like for the fact that like this literally doesn't exist anywhere else except for this like one moment in time that would be really cool to be able to see because again like that's just not an opportunity that exists yeah, i'm gonna be honest with you bloodbath i have no idea who any of the people you just talked about are yeah. but oh thank god okay i thought i was the only one okay thank god he okay. said sonic you he did uh, I, I have heard of <laughs> okay i i must i must have missed that but um the idea of going back to see something that there are, you know, not like the fucking formation of the moon, you know, it's just something like within recent history, but there's just no videotape, no record or anything of it, no pictures, nothing. That would be cool to go back. If you find something like that, like within your interest to go see that forbidden uh, show or something like that, that would be cool for sure. Yeah, again, I, I just I kind of mentioned it. it is just an unfortunate reality of like living in 2023 that, you know, most anything you can think of does exist somewhere on the Internet to sort of ruin whatever that imagined version of it is in your head, like the perfect version of, you know, some kind of a concert footage or the perfect version of, um, you know, uh, a car you thought of or something like that, like just whatever it might be floats around your head like you can type almost anything in especially now with like all the ai apps and stuff like that where you can just like generate anything that you can think of like there was something like cool about just having an idealized version of something in your head yeah agreed although like it could be one of those things like like a don't meet your heroes type of thing where you go back and you're like that show was um it was okay and Alan just watched the moon get formed. So, and I'm not even a fan of the moon anymore. You know, I mean, <laughs> like, well, you just don't want to meet your heroes sometimes, Dave. I get it. Yeah. No, and that's the thing. I I actually think that's part of what I might like about it is the fact that like it could very much just be um, a letdown. Like it could just be, you know, same. I guess that kind of carry carries over with the Bob Dylan one, and it'll probably also carry. A, carrier with my number one it's like there is the like aspect that like you could go there and just be like oh like this is super disappointing like why i don't understand the hype or why did people talk about it this way and like it's very interesting it's like that um ah man there's an old western and i forget 
I forget what it is, but um, there's like a line in it. It's like uh, when the myth becomes when the myth becomes legend, print the legend. And it's like something about like, you know, everyone's going to talk fondly about this or it's going to become a legend. And people are that's how everyone's going to remember it when reality like, you know, maybe it was a really shitty set list. Maybe like maybe Daniel Johnson kind of fucking sucks. Like maybe Lou Reed is not a nice guy. Um, But I would kind of love to know that like firsthand. So like I'm I'm kind of down to be disappointed, too. That's fair enough. Bloodbath is on a trip of exploration. Yeah, that's true. Speaking of disappointments, here's my number one. Hey. Yeah. So uh, my number one is uh, along the lines of what Alan said, the Big Bang, being able to see the formation of the universe. If it was nice. actually like the biggest fucking explosion out of like the compression of all matter in the universe into the tiniest possible space and then a giant explosion, I want to see that shit. That sounds really cool. So that's my number one. I don't feel like I need to explain why a giant space explosion is on my list, but that's my number one, the big bang. Even if it's not how it happened, right? See, like what's, what's the biggest question we've all got, man. Like how did we get here? No, nobody really knows. We, we all theorize these things and some people have their religious answers and some people have their scientific answers, but that's the thing is like, nobody really knows if there is one thing that I would like to go back and like witness in terms of like something of that scale, it would be, it would be kind of like this. Like, I just want to know, I want to have a definitive answer as to how it happened because I don't think, well, I'm not going to say that, but like I, there's, there is no way to ever know this (laughs) as far as human beings are concerned. We are going to die out long before anybody ever fucking knows exactly what happened. But I I think this is one of the big, you know, what are we doing here? What's our purpose questions like, you know, that that everybody, everybody on Earth has thought about at one point is how did we come to be? I like this answer because I also want to know how this all started, dude, definitively. I want to know. So this is a great answer, man. I've got two things. I don't know that whether or not there's a big bang is going to help us determine where where we came from um but it's all part of it's all part of genesis the like it so like here's the thing that like if i say i want to see the creation of the universe and then i go back and i see the big bang or i see god creating the universe then i i get the answer either either way it's going to be fucking cool i i mean i don't know what that would look like watching god create the universe but I imagine that would be pretty cool and worth a number one spot also. So I don't do you think, think it would look like a big bang. I, I mean, it, do you think it, I bet it would God like just has bang. like a big suitcase and just like plucking things out throw and stuff. down there? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man, but yeah. Anyway, continue. What's your other thing? So I don't, what was I saying? I don't know. I don't know. I was, I was getting myself worked up and now I forgot. Um, <laughs> I, uh, uh, I'm mostly probably just going to stick it to Aaron. Oh, I had also thought about including the Big Bang. But then I thought, you know, I'm not going to recognize anything that comes out of the Big Bang. And I really feel like I wanted to recognize something that I was yeah, watching. That That's true. My thought, a lo- kind of along the lines of Vesuvius, is the biggest explosion that's ever happened. I want to see. Mm-hmm. I like seeing explosions. Well, yeah, I mean, we were just talking about Armageddon. 
that's, yeah, Ooh. we were just talking about that. Yeah. I mean, think about like the coolest firework you've ever seen. And then several, many infinite orders of magnitude bigger than that. And then afterwards there's lizards and stuff. Exactly. Plus Direct. if you're there that for is, the big, that is how the science works. I've heard. If you're there for the big bang, then you get to see what was there before the big bang, you know? Which is another big that is question. Another, that's like an unknown more lizards. Thing. More <laughs> lizards. Oh, yeah, never mind. We know. It's just lizards. <laughs> we, I, we all knew that. It's in the Tubes Declaration of Independence from Society. We know there were lizards before. That's right. On, and on the first day, he created lizards. Yeah, the lizards <laughs> told him to create the light. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> So yeah, I don't know how much how much more needs to be said about the Big Bang. So that's my number one. Aaron, how about you? Number one had to do a sports thing, and to me, this is the greatest sports moment of all time uh, that I wish I could have been there for. September sixth, nineteen ninety five, Cal Ripken Jr. breaking Lou Gehrig's uh, consecutive games played streak. Uh, this is as an Oriole fan, like maybe. Aside from that, that one time they won the World Series before I was born, probably the most important moment in Baltimore Orioles history. Uh, I remember they did a thing like 10 or 15 years ago where they did the top five all-time baseball moments of all time during the World Series. It was the number one uh, a record that a lot of people thought was unbreakable. Uh, I think he played, what was it, like... 21 years straight without missing a single game. And this was going to be about year like 15 or 16. Uh, Cowardman Jr. is my favorite ball player ever. Uh, they scheduled it. So it happened in Baltimore uh, during the seventh inning stretch when he officially broke the record. Cal Ripken Jr. took a lap around the stadium. If I'm in my <laughs> like my uh, force goes form, I'd like to be right there behind him jogging, fake high-fiving <laughs> people the whole time. But but like I said, he Ripken Jr. is my favorite athlete ever there there's nobody else that i that i can even put close to him in terms of like how much i i loved this man on my team uh it was maybe the last time the orioles were relevant you know like really really relevant and i i, I don't know in baltimore that night i'm pretty sure he hit a home run in that game too which would have also been awesome to see but i wanted to put one sports thing on this list and to me out of everything that i've seen in my life that's you know, important to me in terms of like my favorite teams this would have been the coolest thing to be a part of being being in Camden Yards, seventh inning stretch, him walking around, tipping his cap, high fiving everybody running around the stadium. It would just be such an awesome thing to be there for. And like I said, I'm like 90 percent sure he hit a home run. If I was in that stadium when he hit a home run in his record breaking game, I would have charged the field they would have kicked me out of Baltimore. I promise you, dude. So I don't know. I just think this is a really awesome sports moment it's 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 a huge baltimore sports moment uh so i i, I think you know if i could go back and you know witness one thing i i would love to be there that night that cowrican broke lou gehrig's record so yeah that's my number one he did hit a home run in that game wild i i didn't know that is fucking nuts he also hit a home run in his final all-star game what a showman wow Cal Ripken, always you know like showing off yeah, loves the cameras, um, dude. Coward. Well, I mean, like he showed up to games. He didn't necessarily play well. It's <laughs> that's probably that like the weakest. Sense. It's like the weakest record, right? It's the perfect no. attendance record. 
No, it's he no, got, you're it's no. participation points in class. Here. Listen, man, it's I not mean, like he like, just showed is, up and had, was a fringe roster spot for twenty one straight this years. Is, this man is a fifteen time all six gold. This gloves. is them checking the attendance list and be like, <laughs> Wow, Al's been here every day this year. Alan is um, mad because the Coward most important Junior, Cleveland Coward baseball move of all time was losing to the I'm Yankees. Just saying, I'm just saying, Towerkin Jr. is is very average. But um, I also wanted to mention that the Orioles are relevant, Aaron. They're relevant. Like, May is a real thing in baseball, you know? So, <laughs> like, they're relevant then. And then I also like to picture Aaron not chasing Cowherkin Jr. around the stadium, high-fiving people, but just, like, being so happy there, and he's just crying in his Force Ghost bubble as Cowherkin hits the home run. This is, what, this is what this is what years of Cleveland fandom does to a motherfucker's head, dude. Alan can't let anybody <laughs> be happy because he ain't happy. Kyrkin <laughs> Jr. was better than Omar Vizquel. Get fucked. Oh, oh my God, Aaron. Aaron that's that's dude, why you're mad. Do, we, that's why you're mad. That is exactly why you're mad. We're not going to do this in front of Bloodbath. Are you okay? Are you all right, Bloodbath? I'm sorry. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm hey, okay. Ma- I'm okay. Hey, ma- ma- mommy and daddy didn't mean to do that. We love each other very, very much. We'll talk about this in the car, Alan. <laughs> uh, Go birds. Uh, never, never, uh, never ceases to amaze me how, how loud and wrong Alan can be on the podcast. <laughs> as long as it's sticking it to Aaron, it doesn't matter. He'll play the, he'll play the part. Hey, I'm also Go loud and wrong. <laughs> he is. It's true. That's, that's true. It's true. Uh, all right. So number one, seeing Cal Ripken's uh, game where he broke the consecutive games played uh, record, which I don't think it's the lamest record. There's got to be lamer records, like when someone breaks the record for like most walks in a career or some shit like that. Uh, anyway, th- it's pretty cool. Um, playing in. Playing in like 17,000 straight baseball games is pretty impressive. I'll give it to him. We do not have a lot of accolades in Baltimore. Yeah, but they're in first place this year. So at the time of recording. (laughs) They're good. All right. So, uh, yeah, Baltimore Orioles record. Alan, what's your number one? So my number one is uh, I want to be there when the dueling dinos fossil was formed. I got to look so, this up. So they there's a fossil that they found in Montana and it's a tyrannosaurus and a triceratops. Uh and their skeletons are laying right on top of one another. And they're both caught in this same sort of strata of uh sediment and they think that they were both overtaken by either like a mud flow or a lava flow. Uh, so they don't know what was going on at the time, but they know that they were both like right there uh, when they were covered up. So I think that that's the closest I'm going to get to knowing the exact location of a Jurassic Star- Jurassic Park style fight uh, between a Tyrannosaurus and a Triceratops. And I, I want to see that. So I want to see the dueling dinos. Uh, like before they were covered up, I want to know what was going on. That's pretty sick. 
Yeah, and I like the uh, like the uh, the umbrella that falls under going back in time and seeing the dinosaurs. Like that would also be fucking sick. You could have said any answer. You could have been like, "Oh, I wanted to be there when the dinosaurs were destroyed, or I, or you know, where they died off, or I want to be there and see how they, you know." It, lived on this planet just to see dinosaurs in general i didn't actually even think about dinosaurs at all yours is actually kind of a lame answer but like i do like the <laughs> idea of like going back and seeing the dinosaurs and all of that so that would be fucking cool it is pretty cool uh also reading about this i think i know why alan wants to see specifically this example of dinosaurs it is because You're probably fucking it is because this fossil was the subject of a lengthy legal dispute over the property rights. And <laughs> I think that Alan's just interested in that. No, nah, mm-hmm. man, I want to see a T-Rex mm-hmm. fight a Triceratops. <laughs> you want to see uh, a bunch of paralegals do research. I've wanted to watch a T-Rex fight a Triceratops since I was three, Dave. That all is right? true. I mean, like, Me too, dude. Me too. <laughs> we all three. You, you could have just said a dinosaur fight. Before all no. of us had, before all of us had, you know, real world dreams and shit, we just wanted to see two dinosaurs fight each other, which is why Jurassic Park is the best movie ever made. It's up there. It's definitely up there. The only reason I work is to hope I can get enough money to start a Jurassic Park and make a Tyrannosaurus and a Triceratops fight for me. Yeah. <laughs> Alan's just saving up the billions of dollars it's going to cost. What? You know, I got a, I got a 401k. I'm just, uh, he's, he's got a good thing going. Blah, I, I was going to say, Al, Alan's got a, Alan's got a dinosaur guy. He's got a dinosaur Dude. DNA encased in amber guy. Yeah. Come on. Dude, blah, you, can find, you can find someone in the Hills that does anything. Yeah. Dave. I was going to say like <laughs> crossbreed turtles and lizards. And before you know it, something's that, got horns. Yeah. Yeah. You got those prehistoric mosquitoes in West Virginia. That's right. They've been around for millions yeah. of years. That's right. Mm-hmm. Older than the trees, some <laughs> say. <laughs> yeah, there's biggest dachshunds. Older than the Mothman. So, Alan's number one is to see the dueling dinosaurs. Uh, and it says that there was um, evidence of a struggle because uh, you know, there's some like teeth from one dinosaur in the other dinosaur and stuff like that. So uh, mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah, that would be cool to see. Um, yeah, two dinosaurs fighting. I mean, I like to argue with Alan, but I yeah, can't. This is pretty airtight, I think. He's objectively correct about this yeah. answer, yeah. So, all right, Bloodbath, what's your number one? All right, number one, I'd like to go back to August 16th, 1974. Again, New York City. I want to see the Ramones' very first gig at CBGB's. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very bloodbath answer, right? This has been a very this has been the most bloodbath list in a while. Yeah, dude, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Um, yeah, dude, like just like see the first fucking gig by the Ramones, like see like the birth of like punk rock in like New York City, like I. Like, I can't imagine something that would be more entertaining for me to witness. I can't interact with anybody, but, like, I can see it. And I would love to, like, look at the shock and awe on everybody's faces. Because up until this time, CBGBs... Um, so, CBGB stands for Country, Bluegrass, Blues, and Other Music for Uplifting Gormandizers. 
uh, which means uh, it's a word that usually means a ravenous eater of food. But the person who started the club minute has like a ravenous eater of music. So like the club was started as like a country and blues like bar, but like the only bands that were coming into play were like these like new wave kind of like punk bands, like before there was even really punk, like the first house band was television. And that was more like, it was, it was different. It was like kind of artsy, but it was more like noodly guitar work. And then like the Ramones and like famously, uh, Hilly crystal was like, you know, he would like let the bands audition and like the Ramones came in and they played and he was just like, dude, like everyone's going to fucking hate you guys. Like you sound like shit, but like if you, you can come in and play, it's cool. And like, it started <laughs> this entire revolution. And I think it's so like just the, the atmosphere was so different before they played than after everybody was copying them that they, they, they like just created it out of thin air. So like, I would again, it's like Dylan going electric. Like it's that same thing each time. And like, I totally agree too. Like it may be, um, don't meet your heroes. Like you might go there and be like, wow, they, they really fucking suck. Like, this is not, I like, this is not at all. Why I imagine it to be, but like, again, I, that's almost like built into like why this is such a cool event. So like, I would love to be able to see everyone's reaction when they come out, like storm the stage, fucking blast through like 10 songs in like 10 minutes and like just fucking walk off stage all wearing leather jackets and fucking converse and just like fucking breaking shit like perfect hell yeah i mean same thing the remotes are okay dude (laughs) that's about as good as you're gonna get from aaron yeah I, i i know like one song all right same thing as the other concerts you've talked about just to be there for events that are now legendary but like at the time it was just another band making their debut so to go back and kind of see it kind of with with the knowledge of what it like the its historical significance but going back to see it at the time you know the destruction of uh Pompeii people knew that people knew that that was kind of a big deal i think at the time the big bang people knew people knew that that was something <laughs> cool but just going back and seeing like, oh yeah, everyone just thinks this is just some, you know, just some band playing at a, at a show that everyone expects to hate. So yeah, pretty cool. Very bloodbath. Yeah. Just wanted to spend the sixties and seventies in New York city. (laughs) For sure. Dude, who didn't, but like, I guess to me, it's also just, again, it's one of those things as far as I understand, like that show in particular, there's not, recording or bootleg or anything of and it's like i just just the complete like um the novelty of it like this is the first time it happens that it it's not you know especially like with punk rock like everything's been copied and replicated a million times over like that was like something new it was something brand new at that moment it was fresh it was like hadn't really been done before and like just to see it start there and get like a true like honest reaction like like that's cool to me you know sorry like tangent like i was talking to my girlfriend's kid her one of her younger kids is here in town and like she was talking about uh a con like she's like 13 she's like talking about a concert she would like to see at red rocks and she named off some bands i was like 
you know, Taylor Swift and uh, like Imagine Dragons, like, you know, like bands like younger kids listen to. And she's like, oh, and like Blink-182. And I thought about it for a second. I was like, yeah, like even in 2023 with like punk rock still like exist in like the culture, cultural zeitgeist in a way that like it's just you can't really um, make it unique or special anymore for the most part. And to see it really get like a true like visceral visceral reaction like has like never heard this before like that really intrigues me i think that was like kind of the impetus behind all my picks this week that's cool i mean i i like the fact that it is that punk rock has stayed relevant in that way that a new generation is listening to punk rock um the same punk rock that we listen to I guess I should say. Yeah. Or at least a similar punk rock that we listen to. Because, uh, you know, punk rock has gone through a lot of changes. If we're saying the beginning of punk rock was the Ramones and in the 70s, you know? No, for sure. But even today, if she were to like, if I were to play that, if I were to play like most anything in that realm to her, like she would be like, okay, yeah, like I kind of get it. It sounds like. Like her her reference point is Blink One Eight Two, and I just think it'd be so cool to be able to see it before like even, anyone even has the reference point. It's like oh, we hadn't heard guitar like almost like oh, we don't know what a guitar sounds like. That's fucking weird. <laughs> All right, so Bloodbath completes the trifecta of going back in time to watch concerts. So uh, that was the Ramones' first show, and uh, to get into some quick honorable mentions here. Uh, what did I have for honorable mention? Uh, I just had as an honorable mention seeing the destruction of the dinosaurs. I really want to see just like a big fucking thing hit the earth. That would be cool. But, uh, yeah, throw in, you know, that picture of, uh, that cartoon of dinosaurs. Basically, I want to see the land before time, uh, get destroyed, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I want to see the, um, the meteor hit and, um, take out the dinosaurs among many other things. So that's my honorable mention. How about you guys? Dave loves explosions. Yep. Let it be known. Let it be known. He signs off on that. My honorable mention, July 1st through 3rd, 1863, Battle of Gettysburg, a huge swinging point in the American Civil War, one of the bloodiest battles in the history of the world. I Muskets, you know, no machine guns, no drones, just motherfuckers beating and stabbing and biting and shooting each other and there's cannons ah it sounds so fucking cool to be there so yeah honorable mention battle of gettysburg and alan uh i also had an extinction event of of some sort i think that would be neat uh i want to see the building of the sphinx and then i also want to be there when they took the bigfoot video and the picture of Nessie. Both fake. Oh, that's both, 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 no, they're both fake. <laughs> There's that's. It's just a guy setting something up and dropping it in the water, I think. And then the <laughs> other one, just a guy in a monkey suit, I think. Maybe, but yeah. I still think that'd be fun. Yeah, I, I mean, and if we went off of what Aaron thought, the world would be a really dark, twisted place. So he's not wrong. I'm gonna stick Dystopia, with my answer. For sure. he's not lying, yeah. you guys. He is not lying. That's true. All right, bloodbath. Uh, I would like to see the birth 
of Aaron Angle. I would like to see my best friend and sometimes arch nemesis just slide out of his mother's sick and enter this world. The little demon spawn that he is, the little antichrist, (laughs) just walking among us like he's one of us, but destroying everything in his path. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. He is. That's pretty much how how it went. How it went down. Pretty much. He just <laughs> came out into me. Just right out and like, shit. Yep. Yeah. Where's Burger King? Is it invented yet? <laughs> he, he ate. It was definitely invented. <laughs> <laughs> it's Burger he King around yet? Yeah. <laughs> Close enough. All right. Well, there's uh, there's only one way to follow that, and that is to get into our listener top threes for this episode. <laughs> and here's episode. my mom. <laughs> mom, tell blood that. Yeah. Uh, so I'll go ahead and get us started with Chris C., who is a patron. Chris is from the Retro Hangover Podcast. Thank you, Chris. Chris is number three, Nero's Sex Parties. Hell yeah. Uh, number answer. two, The Building of the Pyramids. I thought about this, but there was a... Uh, just an unimaginable uh, amount of human suffering involved in the building of the pyramids. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to be on the ground for that. And uh, number one, the first structure being built by mankind that wasn't for shelter. So, like the first burger time, king. <laughs> the first Burger King, basically, yeah. The first time someone set up a lemonade stand outside of the cave, yeah. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have Randall, a patron. They're number three, man discovering fire. Number two, the extinction event that wiped out the dinosaurs. See it from ground in space. Uh, number one, Woodstock 1969, a bird's eye view. Good answers. First of all, again, Randall was the one who suggested this topic. So thank you, Randall. Also, seeing the extinction event that wiped out the dinosaurs, seeing the meteorite coming from the ground, like I want to stand, if I'm invincible, I want to stand in the spot where it hit and I want to oh, see yeah. it come through the atmosphere and shit. Oh, That'll yeah. be badass. Oh yeah. A man discovering fire. That would uh You probably freak the fuck uh, out. You think like I real have made fire real scared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tom Tom Hanks, you're right. I think that is how it went was Tom Hanks. It was it, it came from lightning. That's that's how they discovered fire. They just had to learn how to make it themselves. I mean, it's pretty tough to reverse engineer a lightning strike, though. Renowned anthropologist Arid Engel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, is it me? Okay. Uh, Matt, a.k.a. Stormageddon, pater, patron, fun and games podcast. Uh, their number three is the moon landing. Uh, are you talking about on the surface of the uh, astrological body, or are you talking about the uh, the movie set out in Nevada? Which one are you? Which one are you talking about, Matt? Uh, <laughs> yeah, let, well, yeah. Let, let it be oh. known that the tube is completely supportive that the moon landing is fake. <laughs> uh, not only is the moon landing fake, the moon is fake. <laughs> yeah, get up, board tubers. That's how we. Can feel. we talk about the moon? Can we please talk about the moon? <laughs> <laughs> I just blew out my eardrum. <laughs> um, match number two is the invention of the NES in um, uh, Mr. Nintendo's basement when he was working on the original NES that he, yes. or probably Mr. Nintendo's mother's basement 
John Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> John <laughs> Nintendo, right. Dave, right, right, right. Nintendo. <laughs> Fun fact, Nintendo was around for 100 years before the NES was. That's correct, Bloodbath. They sell like uh, or trading cards or what? Yep. Trading cards. Huh. Like Pokemon cards then? No, yeah. like card cards. Like you play Euchre with. Oh. What? Huh. Probably not. Are those you, those probably are not playing Euchre. cards, right? Yeah, not that's what I said. Cards. I said playing cards. Oh, I thought you said trading cards. Okay. I just I, I might have said okay. trading cards. I meant like cards. Yeah, I meant card like cards. Okay. Uh, hey, we're in business. Anyway, invention, invention of the NES. Uh, number one, the death of Hitler. Just, I think, a weird choice, Matt. Uh, you do. But, <laughs> but that's that's fine. Um, I think it would be. I would enjoy it too if we could interact. I feel like there was probably the if need you, for some heckling to go on. I was going to say, if you could have there at the end. Yeah, put yeah, it in your mouth, you pussy. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. You can make oh, that man. real fucking dark. <laughs> oh, I would, I would send Aaron back in my place. He would be the person for that job. Oh, yeah. All right, just get this over with quick and tell me where your hidden meth stash is. <laughs> Afterwards, when he's a force ghost too. Oh, God. <laughs> We can do some meth together, me and Force Ghost Hitler. <laughs> All right, next up we have Jude Law, a.k.a. Doug, a Patreon from the Nostalgium Arcanum part podcast. Uh, number three, The Extinction of the Dinosaurs. Number two, Performance of Hamlet at the Globe. And number one, Continental Congress and the Creation of the Constitution. I, I, li- nice. I like this uh, this answer of the of seeing uh, Hamlet performed at the Globe. The Globe was the theater that Shakespeare did all of his uh, plays in. I personally think every Shakespearean play fucking sucks, but I I, I like that <laughs> idea of going and seeing like a Shakespearean play at the Globe Theater. That would be really cool. Yeah, agreed. Next up is Colby, a patron from the Switch It Up podcast. Thank you, Colby. Colby's number three is the first time someone booed something, which is hilarious. I love that so much. It caught on real fast. Yeah. That is, uh, what do they call that? Mob mentality. Like someone started booing and the crowd was big enough and angry enough that they all just started booing. Mass hysteria. Yeah. (laughs) Also the day Aaron was born. Yeah, I was going to say. I I was going to say it was at the first Ramones concert, but Aaron's Aaron's birth is better. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good, that was a good one. Number two, the first week that Breath of the Wild was out, just to hear the fresh hot takes at the time. And in parentheses, Colby would have been there with them. Uh, yeah, uh, going back to see any revered uh, piece of media at the time it came out. What if like the first week Casablanca was out? People were like, that movie fucking sucked. There was like no explosions, bunch of bullshit, just people talking <laughs> to each other. He only slapped four women. <laughs> Uh, woke culture is destroying cinema. I'm telling you, <laughs> listen to our other alternative podcast where we talk about stuff like that. Uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, number one from Colby Tiger Woods winning the 2005 Open Championship at St. Andrews. The most dominant athlete ever at the peak of his powers, winning at the greatest course in history. I agree. If you're into golf, seeing Tiger Woods live would have been really awesome. Plus, if you're in Force Ghost form, then you don't have to just stand at one hole like some kind of chump. You can 
you, you can be right next to Tiger. You could swing a golf club when he swings a golf club. That's very true. You could yell and heckle and no one would be like, shh. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know how Jerf wants me to do this. I don't understand what I'm looking at. And I am, I'm very confused what the first part means. So I'm just going to ignore it entirely. Unless Dave wants to do it and do this work for me. I don't understand. Jerf is just saying that number two and three are the same thing. Okay. All right. Damn. I thought I could make something up. I had a very, very fucked up one. All right. Fine. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Like really bad. Uh, Jerf's two and three are together, uh, which is judgment day. So I could watch someone from the past play a character from the future, which is actually my past, who travels to the past, playing opposite someone else from the past, whose character in the future, played by someone else than in the past, sends the first actor's character to the past for the second time. (laughs) But this time it's different than the character sent in the past, since the character being sent to the past now is a good guy. But last time an identical character played by the same actor was a bad guy. (laughs) Also, also the the special effects look dope as fuck. Uh, And and Jerf's Jerf's number one. That was Jerf's number one. That was the number one. Oh, yeah. I just saw two at the beginning of that line. <laughs> See, Dave, I told you to do this for me. So anyways, so that's Jerf's number two and three. Uh, <laughs> his number one is put all the founders of all religions and world history in a hat and pick out two. Whether or not I agree, I'm sure it would be fascinating. So I'm going to say Pol Pot and... Did Pol Pot start a religion? Probably. I don't, I don't think that so. was a religion. Probably. Aaron, I mean, he probably Aaron, I think did. you're just fucking this Probably up. did. Listen, I, I preface this whole thing by saying I do not want to do Jerf's answer. It is very confusing. To Number me. three is the flying purple spaghetti monster. Exactly. The, yes. Okay. The person who Definitely. created that. Okay. Good point. Good point. And then the um, other one. And number is, two is it's just George Bear. Lucas. <laughs> yeah. Who's the guy who started Scientology? L. Ron Hubbard. There you go. Good choices. All right. uh, ne- I, next yeah. up is. I was just gonna say I did do that whole part where I talked very fast. I don't think I made one mistake. You guys have no. To you, you read it perfectly. Left. We do need to acknowledge that. Yeah, I nailed that. I hate you. He practiced all week. Um, <laughs> next up, Chris N, a patron and longtime friend of the podcast, except Aaron. Number three, the building of the lighthouse of Alexandria. Very cool answer. Number two, the building of the Colossus of Rhodes. Probably even a cooler answer. And number one, the building of the Gardens of Babylon. I'm not sure that we've ever figured out if those are a real thing, but I like where you're coming from, Chris. And honorable mention, watching the first time Aaron got dumped and fried. (laughs) That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, Dave's note. This is probably payback for Aaron saying Kingdom Hearts 2 sucked. Aaron, you do suck, though. I mean, so... I gotta tell you, man. Nobody ever broke my heart the way Chris N's mom broke my heart. (laughs) (laughs) See, there you go. That's how you do it. Tried for weeks. I feel like Chris N is like half interested in seeing the wonders of the ancient world, but mostly just wanted to set up that honorable mention. And I I approve it. (laughs) All right, next up we have Thrak. Number three, 9-11. You were alive to see that, Thrak, uh, <laughs> in real time. Number two, Woodstock. You didn't specify which one, so we're going to say Woodstock 99, which you were also alive to see. And number one, <laughs> the release of Panzer Dragon Saga. Yeah, this is, I talked to Thrak about this, and I was like, you just want to be there? You can't buy it. 
you can't play it. You just, you just want to see it. And he was like, yep. And I was like, all right, cool. Moving on. Delete from bread list. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Next up is my mom. Number three, the signing of the 19th amendment, which I should have looked up which one that was uh, before doing the podcast. Number two, Uh, giving giving women's right to vote. Thank you, Bloodbath. I did know that after all. Uh, (laughs) Number two, President Lincoln's Gettysburg Address. I know who that is. I don't need to look that up. And number one, attending the February 12th, 1991 Super Bowl when Whitney Houston sung the national anthem. I think she killed it. Yeah. Great list. (laughs) The next up we have Dave's dad, who upon just briefly looking at this list, me and Dave's dad got a lot in common. Uh, Dave's dad's number three is Lee's surrogate. General Robert E. Lee's surrender at Appomattox. Very cool. Number two, the first sustained flight by the Wright brothers happened in Ohio, not North Carolina. Sorry, Kitty Hawk. And number one, the judge's order that Ulysses can be published in the United States. I don't know anything about that, but good list, Dave's dad. That is uh that's an extremely my dad list. Yes. <laughs> uh, next up is Ben. Hey, Ben whose number three is watching the first guy who attempted to ride a horse. That's a great answer, Ben. I <laughs> don't know fantastic. how that would have happened. I would have loved to see that. He, um, he, it was a, definitely two, like a hold my whatever drink existed before beer. I'm going to go ride that thing. <laughs> yeah, hold my corn liquor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number two, eruption of Vesuvius in 79. That was a good year. Uh, and number one, D-Day. I feel like I'd just watch Saving Private Ryan if I were you, Ben. But okay. I hear it's close. I hear it's close. I like the answer of D-Day, though. Just one of those extremely brutally violent battles in human history. I'd like to see it, too, man. All right. Next up, we have Rat Boy. Uh, number three, the person who made the first cheeseburger. Pretty good answer. <laughs> number two, Woodstock 99, just for set though you broke up bloodbath that was corns set corns set number one the night we all watched the aspen episode of south park in sean's room while eating taco bell and his honorable mention when aaron threw sidearm to errington who hit a home run that has yet to <laughs> i would love to see that again you, too you, you were there <laughs> but i want to watch it again no one was filming it He'd bring it. You'd bring your iPhone back this time and record it the entire. Yeah, I think yeah. that's right. My ghost iPhone. Yeah, just see me sure. collapse yeah. and cry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Craig is up next. Craig's number three is three hours before JFK got shot, so I could look around. You can go look <laughs> around there now. I don't think it's that different. There. Yeah, the the guy who killed JFK showed up three hours before and looked looked around. Craig, very weird. Very very strange. Very strange, Craig. Yeah. Uh, Number two, when SEAL Team 6 shot Bin Laden. Uh, I don't want to see anyone get shot. Aggressively violent for Craig. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Number one. It's dark. Number one, when we bought that WWE pay-per-view, but instead watched the bottom scroll on the news waiting to see if school would be closed for snow the following day. Then it was, so we went crazy in Sean's basement and ran outside. A lot of... uh, a lot of good memories in that basement. A lot of good memories. All right. Next up, we have Hua. Uh, number three is herself being born. 
which is very fucking trippy and a great answer. Uh, it, oh my God. This is fun. Number two, uh, Dave as a terror in school in elementary school. And number one is Rookie being bored. <laughs> Dave, were you and, a terror? Yeah. So there's no way. No, dude, I, I was Alan might remember, but I don't think you were there during like Alan, you weren't, you no, weren't there in fourth so and fifth I, grade. Right. I came in sixth grade. Right. right. And That's so what I thought. you would, you had chilled out a lot by sixth grade, but Dave had yeah. a reputation as being like a little shit. Yeah. I was an asshole um, in like fourth yeah. and fifth grade. I was, uh, our school <laughs> had like, they had like this, this discipline policy where you, you, if you got in trouble, you had to go sign your name on this clipboard. And if you signed in three times, you had to go see the principal or whatever. And like, they, they just kind of gave up on that because it, like that didn't work for me. And I spent a lot of time in, um, what they called in school suspension where they just put you in the library. And I read goosebumps books all day long, which was like a, a reinforcing thing. Cause <laughs> yeah, I was like goosebumps. Yeah. yeah. Punishment. Yeah. Yeah. But I was, uh, I was not a good kid in like fourth, fifth grade that time, sixth grade Pokemon was out in sixth grade. I was cool. I was fine. I, I think actually that's probably th- another indictment on the way that we teach kids, mm-hmm. but probably uh, they were trying and- to, figure out my medication situation. They got it figured out and then I was all right. So anyway, who's, uh, who's the winner? It's, it's definitely not rat boy. Um, possibly Craig, although Craig is a little bit too violent. Um, I think the answer of the first guy who tried to ride a horse is hilarious. So I'm, I'm tempted to give it to Ben. I like Colby's answer of the first time someone booed. something. that one's also great. Yeah. That that, that holds bloodbath. Who do you think? Oh, it's the, it's totally the boon. All right. Colby. There you go, Colby. Bloodbath will be hand delivering your prize at a time that is most inconvenient for you whenever that may be. So be on the lookout for that. Keep your doors unlocked. And <laughs> Do it when Colby's on the toilet. <laughs> That's Do right. Uh, so congratulations, Colby. If you out there would like to participate in future episodes, either by submitting top threes for our top three episodes or submitting stuff For our draft episodes, you can do so by joining our Discord server where the vast majority of these answers came in. Uh, You will find an invite link down in the show notes. You can join the server. You can come talk top three. You can also talk video games, movies, whatever else you want to talk about. We've got a great community. Uh, Aaron is there sometimes. Alan and Bloodbath, almost never. So, yeah, that's a good thing. (laughs) Almost Almost non-existent. Yeah. So, um, yeah, feel free to come in and join. Otherwise we do post the topics on our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram pages. Although I I think I've actually forgot to post this one on, uh, Instagram. Whoops. So, uh, yeah, follow us on social media. Those links are also down in the show notes. So, uh, yeah, successful top three. Ooh, go back in time to watch the first episode of a top three podcast. Ooh, well, here's the thing, Dave. You can go back in time yourself and listen to it, and it is audio-wise very rough, but actually not a terrible episode. Oh no, it, it's funny. Name. It's funny because it's us, so it's good. But yeah, audio brutal. Took us a while to figure out if you guys are still around, or if somebody is thinking about listening to it. Not the first eleven episodes. There, I said it. <laughs> I said it out loud. The first eleven. Huh? What was the uh, What was the topic for the first episode? Scariest animals. Mm-hmm. Which is, is my a, idea. That is, which is a, a great idea. It was a great get, idea. We're, we're gonna get silly next time. Our next top three is gonna be silly. 
least do a scary silly animals. Ooh, animals you want to cuddle the most. Ooh, there is a tease for next time. So Love thank you that. everybody for listening. Tune in next week for the next. Uh, I don't know what the fuck we're doing next time. You'll see. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.